You're listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast, where we translate left brain business jargon and strategies for right brain creatives like you. Our mission is to help you transform from starving artist to thriving creative and create a business and career you love without the overwhelming confusion. Hey, I'm Jen, the creative business strategist behind the Creative Entrepreneurs Lab, and I am honored to be your guide through this sometimes crazy creative business maze. You can be a thriving creative entrepreneur, and this podcast is here to help you along the way. Today, I'm talking with Shauna, a U.S. Army veteran who took up sculpting to help her work through her medical discharge. She makes beautiful art with her clay, but she's been struggling with being written off as good for a veteran rather than simply a good artist. Partially because of this, she's been having a hard time pinpointing the right audience for her sculptures. We're going to work through ways to differentiate herself in a positive way and to connect with an audience who will appreciate her work in its own right. All right, let's get started. Hello. So I live in Maine. As Jen said, I am a veteran and I started sculpting. Well, I found clay after my medical retirement. And then about two years after just making regular ornaments and hand-built stuff is when I really started to get into my sculpting. Um, And it was only a year ago that my Animals of War and the Dogs of War series kind of came to be. I just started that. Uh, Doc the Ambulance Dog was my first one, and I started him in December of last year. So it started off as the Dogs of War, and now it's kind of progressed into Animals of War. And my current one is an Indian War Elephant from the Hensic era. I think that's right. It's like 200 BC. Is cool. So it's my husband's a history buff and he's like, well, why are you just sticking with dogs? So I have a list of like 50 different animals that I'm going to sculpt from horses and the Cambodian giant rat because they use those to detect mines oh. and um, just all kind. And I think I'm going to make Cerberus too because he's a mythological animal of war. Yeah. So I just, all kinds of ideas. I'm excited to see those. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell everybody what we're going to be working on today with your business. I think right now it's defining my audience and kind of getting out there. And it, I like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. and the people around me like what I'm doing, and I think everybody else likes what I'm doing, but that's not enough. You know, I, I don't know quite how to cross-market, I mm-hmm. guess, because I have pigeonholed myself into this veteran artist title for so long, and but I want to be seen as more than that. So I'm yeah. having trouble identifying some of those other markets and audiences and how to get my work in front of them, if that makes sense. Yep, yep, that makes complete sense. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into it. So you mentioned that you've, you feel like you've kind of pigeonholed yourself. What other kinds of work would you want to put out there and, and be known for besides just that? <laughs> well, it's, I get the comments a lot that, well, you're a good artist for a veteran. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of like saying, well, you're a good artist for a kindergartner. You know, it's quantifying yeah. that ability. And it's, I want to be seen as a really amazing artist who just also happens to be a veteran or just also happens to be a female or who just also happens to be a mom. Like these quantifiers and these Mm -hmm. groups that we segregate ourselves in drive me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's self-limiting because yes, that's who I am, but that's not just Yeah, Yeah, I think a lot of us run into that. So essentially, it sounds like you're even if you stick with mainly doing your Animals of War series, as long as it's not that everyone's saying, oh, that's great for a veteran. That's kind of more what it is. Okay, just trying to make sure I I understand where. And it's before I started my Animals of War, I did a lot of pieces that spoke specifically to the veteran experience. So Mm -hmm. 
I have a, lot, a series of wall tiles that I did um, as my way of coping with some of my friends who committed suicide, the 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a piece that I made that's on display in Rhode Island that dealt with my trauma and some of the stuff that I dealt with. And it's art that I needed to make, but I don't want to be known just for that art. And that's kind of where the animals of war idea came in because yes, it still pays, you know, homage to the veteran and the military experience. Cause that definitely mm-hmm. is a very large part of who I am, Yeah, but it also attracts, you know, the history buffs because they are based on historical figures or, mm-hmm. you know, stories, fables, whatever people who just love animals and dogs and each animal is going to attract a different clientele, but it's kind of figuring out how to bridge those gaps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It makes you sense. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, Cause yeah, like you said, like each different animal is going to bring them different people. And so trying to figure out how to market to them together and yet separately is, is probably going to be the, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> in most of the shows I've been in have been veteran art exhibits, mm. which is great because I'm getting, you know, four to five shows a year, which yeah. is helping build my resume and everything else. But I feel like if I can break past that stigma or break past that perceived title or whatever that invisible wall wall is, Mm -hmm. I think that my art speaks for itself. And I think that it would propel me to where I want to be. Okay. So is the show in Colorado that one of your pieces is going into, is that another... It's another veteran art okay. show. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And a so. gallery I have a lead on is a gallery that focuses on veteran art. And so it's... It's great, but it's... it's Right. And it's, I know that mean. like there's a big veteran art movement going on right now. And mm-hmm. I'm absolutely acknowledging I'm riding that way because that is my way to get my work in front of people. Because right now I'm a relatively unknown artist. Yeah. You know, and I'm definitely still a newbie. I'm self-taught. You know, I have no marketing or networking or anything else because I never went to school for this. Yeah. Um, so I'm using it, but at the same time, I think it's hindering me slightly. Yeah. I don't know. It's something I've been struggling with for a while. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we've all got something. So, I mean, and that's not a bad one to have. Like at least the fact that you're getting the traction and everything is at least more than uh, right. a lot of folks have. So like, right. And I'm very appreciative of it. Yeah. It's, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, I mean, and I think that's a good thing because if we don't want at least a little bit more, we get stuck and we just yeah. stop. Yep. So, so you were mentioning that because a lot of them have historical significance, especially like for your for your big series, that a lot of them have stories. Have mm-hmm. you thought at all about teaming up with some writers and collaborating with them to create the stories behind them? I haven't actually. Because that might be a way you reach their audience, they reach yours, and it gives you like another hook essentially and another way to expose people to it. So as opposed right. to just this is this animal it came from this era, this is even if it's a completely fictional story. Okay, that was it gives them something question. to latch on to. Okay. I like that. Like, then you can write blog posts about it. You can post things about that story. And because someone's connecting with it more deeply, they're much more likely to be interested in bringing it home, essentially. It would be really awesome. I have an Airedale Terrier who's a mm-hmm. pigeon carrier. Take him out, set him on the yard, and hope one of the pigeons that live in the property <laughs> actually come and sit next to him and I can take pictures. <laughs> that would be great. I would love to see those pictures. And that's actually a really cool idea too, is if you took your pieces and 
brought them places. I know some of them are, are not easily portable and yeah. because they're ceramics and stuff, they may be a little bit more breakable. Just so a little like bit. Being careful with them, obviously, but if you're able to like to bring them around somewhere and create a story around them, then that, that could would, be a really good way yeah, to get them really out there. Cool. And then I could create a picture book of all mm-hmm. these pictures and send it with the sculpture when I could buy That would be a really cool way to set yourself apart too because I mean, most of the time when you buy something, you're getting the piece. You're not getting a story or a history or anything like that. And so if they can have this piece and then put this little like album on their table, it's a conversation piece for them. And it just adds that value. Now, I was thinking of doing something similar, but instead of like the stage story, it was more um, like a work in progress series. So that way they could see how the piece started because it goes through an ugly phase (laughs) a couple times (laughs) and then actually see, okay, this is how it gets sculpted. This is what it looks like when it just comes out of the kiln. This is what it looks like when it's finished. And then, you know, these are the professional pictures. So that way they have kind of like a catalog of the process. Yeah. And that would be, you could either put that in with the same photos of after it's finished and you're telling its story or have them as separate pieces and they could choose one or something like that. Okay. So give them a little bit more ownership. But yeah, bringing people along for the journey is a really good way to do that. I have another client who is also an artist, but she does oils and acrylics. And so what she's been doing is posting like time-lapse Instagram stories of her art. And that's actually how she had two people inquire on the same piece. So I do that on Instagram. I don't do as much of the time-lapse just because it takes so long Mm -hmm. to do certain processes. Yeah. But I'm trying to do better with the videos because people like the videos. Yeah, those are really great engagement opportunities. And just getting people involved and engaged from the very beginning. Like that's why TV shows do so well when they have characters that you just connect with and you stick with them because even if the show gets awful you love that character (laughs) right you're emotionally involved or you're attached invested that's the word yep so I think especially with your pieces because they have such a great engagement value with the stories behind them I think that's going to be a really big grab for you and then if you're working with the writers you could do like full books out of it and you could publish like a children's book on it or something like that like way in the future but that would be something kind of fun to be able to do too. It so. would be, and especially if I find an illustrator who would do like a caricature based off of my sculpture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a few people I could hook you up with for that if you wanted. So. <laughs> you have the wheels turning. Because <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of the time you get stuck and you get in this tunnel vision. And when someone else comes in and is able to say, well, did you think about this? You know, but then you could do that and this other thing and yeah, it just starts It's an going. avalanche. Yep. Yeah. An idea avalanche. I like it. Hey, I've got a quick business tip for you. You can set up a workflow to process your client leads automatically as they come in. The process will be more streamlined for your clients and it'll save you loads of time in emails. You can easily set up an automated workflow using Lubsado, a CRM made just for creative entrepreneurs like you. Then all you have to do is sit back and relax. You can get a free trial with no time limit by going to thecelab.com slash Dubsado. Sign up for Dubsado today and reclaim your time. All right. 
so that's all like figuring out marketing and everything. <laughs> um, but the actual, so the actual audience, do you have any ideas on what kind of people you want to reach or? Well, it's, I don't know if it's called my tagline, but one of the things that I try to make sure that I do is that my ceramic sculptures create conversation. Okay. Um, so whether that be, it triggers a discussion on military or mm-hmm. politics of the world or gets a kid in, uh, excited about history. Because mm-hmm. I want to know why the dog has, you know, a yeah. red cross on the vest. What's that thing or, on his back with the pigeons in it? Right. So it's, I'm, I want them to be engaging and to, for dialogue to start. Okay. You know, I don't care what kind of dialogue, but we need more dialogue because yeah. that's how people learn. And that's how you create engagement and just getting people more involved outside of the screen. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely very important because I think even some of these small conversations like about, well, why is that a German shepherd instead of, you know, uh, a sheepdog or whatever else, mm-hmm. but then it builds because yeah. sometimes these small conversations develop into very profound things, especially for kids. Yes. And I think that's probably why I do them in the anthropomorphic style because they're very inviting. Mm-hmm. I in my opinion, um, but I'm biased. <laughs> I'd agree. Um, but that's kind of as far as I've gotten. Like I, okay. I know what I want my pieces to say, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily know who they should say it to because ideally I wanted to speak to everybody, even yeah. though realistically I know that's not the case. So I think that's where my hangup is because okay. I want it something that everybody can relate to, but I know that it's not. Yeah. And for especially the bigger pieces may not be something everyone can bring home either. Right. So have you thought at all about working with reenactment groups? No. Because that since they have so many history buffs that like to come to okay. that, that like, I know that's still kind of within that pigeonhole. But if you're trying to reach the history folks, that might be a good place to at least start. And they can okay. hook you up with the the history group, like the like museums or something like right. that, and that sort of thing. So that you can kind of, even if it's just a starting point to branch out, Yep, it could be a good place to go with that. Um, okay. But yeah, I, are you wanting to focus mostly local? I know you live in a really small town, so I'm guessing <laughs> you kind of want to broaden out beyond just that, but. Yeah, okay. definitely. It's, I know my local area cannot afford my art. Yep. I understand that. I'm in a <laughs> tiny town too. So. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's the other thing is I know diversification is key, especially mm-hmm. as an artist. If you want to make it, you have to be able to create multiple revenue streams. Yeah. What about, like, what are your thoughts on creating fine art prints from my pictures of the sculptures? I think that could be a good, like, especially for those that can't afford the full sculpture. It's a right. great way for them to be able to take it home without you having to make a ton of tiny versions of it or something. Right. And that would be another place where if you did the prints and then also had a full book of all of the the various ones so they had that like a coffee table book yeah so like one the left page be the picture and the right page be the story like a the full story shortened version depending on how long the story is and then so that way it gives you different points for people to jump in with you right um and like maybe one day they do get the full sculpture right yeah or they commission a small sculpture yeah so because I did start that yeah I'm excited about that I'm excited to see how that goes especially with Christmas and everything coming up you got a really great yeah it's a really great time to start that so (laughs) I'm hoping yeah so speaking of that though one thing I was thinking is if positioning yourself as a veteran not necessarily your art as veteran art if you wanted to pitch to local news outlets for Mm -hmm. Veterans Day since that's coming up 
Well, see, how would I even do that? Like, I have no idea how to do the press release or a cold call to get a feature or, and that would be drawing attention to myself and be like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> well, I don't mind it when people say, hey, you should check her stuff out. Mm -hmm. It makes me uncomfortable when I'm the one saying, hey, you need to check my stuff out. <laughs> well, what you could do is you could have someone else write to them. In that case, maybe your husband writes to them and says, hey, I know the Veterans Day is coming up. If you're looking for any veterans to highlight, my wife is an That's artist. True. And so that way it's not you putting yourself out there. Like, right. so as long as you're comfortable being the one interviewed, if it's oh. the part of like sending out the feelers. Right. I just, I don't know. I know yeah. Promoting yourself is hard. It's something yeah. that's not comfortable for a lot of us and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and it's funny because I don't mind self-promotion. Like say, I'm really proud of my art. I love mm -hmm. what I do. This is what I do. But it's like going and asking yeah. for that, you know, hey, you should do an interview on me because I have a really awesome story that seems a little stuck up and conceited. <laughs> well, so here's the way to think about it for the news is that you're actually helping them because normally they have to go out and look for people to bring on and they have to fill their show one way or the other. So if you're going to them and saying, hey, I think that this would be of interest to your audience. Here's why. And are you interested? That's pretty much all you got to okay. do. And then they say, oh, good. I don't have to fill this part of the segment. <laughs> it's filled for me. Okay, right. So, so it's not just you saying, hey, I'm awesome. It's you saying, hey, I want to share this with your audience and it would help. You. Okay. So I have a story. Would you be interested? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that, that's how I would approach it. And especially for mindset wise, if that helps. <laughs> then, it's yeah. all psychological. Mm -hmm. It's like 90% of the game is getting out of your own way. It really is. And it's hard because especially I'm, a lot of entrepreneurs I know are introverts or like I'm an extrovert, but I I also don't like putting myself out there. So I totally know how that goes. And I have a hard time because I've got some health issues. Yeah. So I like to make plans and I want to be able to go out and do stuff. But then I have last minute things where mm -hmm. I have to cancel or reschedule. And then it makes me appear like a flake. And I don't put out a lot of the struggles yeah. to, you know, publicly. And that's definitely something I struggle with too. But so with that kind of stuff, do you have like an email list or any kind of like of audience that has opted in to follow along? Yeah, with I've you? got okay. a couple of different newsletters. So I think in that case, that's a great place to start sharing that because I have found that when I send out a newsletter to my email list, then that ends up being one of the highest open rates when I'm sharing something about the struggles that I'm going through because it says to people, I'm a human being. Right. I'm not just a robot that puts out awesome work and there's no struggle in it. So right. it's again, that buy-in with your journey well, and helping I, them engage. I started that on my blog this month. I'm doing okay. two posts a month that are more, yeah. more telltales about, but I'm, I'm okay with it because I'm putting a spin on it. Like okay. it's, this is a struggle I face. This is how I overcome it. Maybe yes. what I do will help you. Yes. And that's a great way to approach it too. And that makes me feel less attention seeking, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because, yeah, I'm sharing these struggles. I don't want your pity. I don't want anything else. I'm just letting you know, this is what's what. But at the same time, this is what helped. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll help you. This is this month has kind of been the month of getting my button gear and <laughs> trying to get past some of my own personal mental block. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that that has definitely been something that's been holding me back. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of folks. So <laughs> I'm excited to see where that takes you. Cause getting past that's always difficult, but it's always worth it in the end. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I agree. So we've talked about 
the different price points where people can buy in. And I know I saw a post on Facebook that you're looking to do real estate welcome baskets and stuff too. I was thinking of it. I think that's a really cool idea. And I think that would be another thing where it's one of those, like when you put yourself out to the real estate agents, it's not saying, hey, you should check out my awesome stuff. It's, hey, I want to help differentiate you from the rest of the market. Right. So, so well, yeah. see, and even that, the baskets are from a completely different line from my sculpting because yes. I have two different, like mm-hmm. I have my J. ASB arts, which is, you know, the ornaments and the, I call them the ceramic baubles. Um, And it's stuff I can do when I'm not feeling well enough to sculpt. And that's why those two lines kind of happen. That and I love Christmas and I love making (laughs) ornaments and all that fun stuff. Um, But I've tried really hard to keep them separate. Should I not be keeping them separate? Um, I think it probably depends on who you're targeting. So in this case, I feel like it's okay to keep them separate. A lot of the time people have different services, different products, and they think that they're separate. In this case, I think because your sculptures are focused more on the story Mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, I think it is going to draw a very different crowd than someone who might be looking for housewares. Right. So I think keeping them separate in this case is fine. The only case that I think you might want to think about bringing them together as if the marketing separation got to be too too much to handle, right? then it might be worth seeing where you can overlap them and start to bring them together. But Or there's a realtor that buys a basket for a high-end client that works with an interior designer mm. who needs art. That's actually another good one is if you're, since you have wall hangings and stuff, if you did more mainstream ones, an interior designer could be a good one. Or if you're looking... Speaking of realtors and interior designers, mm-hmm. if you find a real estate stager, okay, then they can rent the pieces from you too. Because what they'll usually do is they'll go to a furniture rental, an art rental kind of place, and they rent the pieces while the house is showing, and then they come oh, back. Never heard of that. Yeah. I'm, since you're in a smaller market, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, I don't know for sure if there's anyone out there that does that. Right. But it's something that's at least worth looking into. And yeah, the real absolutely. estate agents would would know them too. So you could start okay. with them and branch okay. out from there. So. Okay, cool. And then is there a chamber? I'm assuming there's, there's probably a chamber of commerce in your town or Yes, town there is. Okay. They might be another good place to look through. Even if you don't join, you could just look through their member directory okay. and see who might be a good match for either of your airlines, either the story pieces or the housewares and decor right. kind of stuff. Okay. And like it might even be something like a boutique or something like that. Okay. That doesn't have that kind of line yet and might right. be interested in expanding a bit or something like that. Or even a coffee house. Right. If you if you have I, I saw someone mention your your spoons and stuff. Yeah. So having something like that might be a a good way to help them okay. get a little bit more variety in their stores right. and stuff like that. Right. So okay, yeah, I think starting with, especially if you have a nice big line of the story pieces, working with the writers and that sort of stuff is going to help your audience to expand. Yep, and kind of draw them in and yeah. get invested in the story. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be your big one for those pieces is if you make them share worthy, they're going to start getting to the right people. Right. And I think that's going to be the biggest expansion Yep. for you. I'm thinking of what other pictures I need to go take and what other <laughs> positions so I can have different poses for these stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you tell everybody where they can find you online so they can connect with you and follow along with all of the animals of war because I'm super excited to see those. <laughs> okay. So for my sculpting, um, the easiest thing is going to be to go to my website, mm-hmm. www.shawnabarn.com. And I have all my links for all my other social media 
things on there for Facebook and Instagram and my newsletter and and my blog is also on on the website. Or you can just search for me, Shauna, N for Nicole, M for Mayo Barnes. And that's the tag I use for all my social media. For JSB Arts, for the ornaments and the ceramic baubles, it's just JSB Arts. Uh, so jsbarts.etsy.com. JSB Arts on Facebook, JSB Arts on Instagram. Okay, awesome. We'll link to those in the show notes as well. Well, it's been great getting to chat with you today, yes, Shauna. Likewise, it's been thank very you. helpful. So thank you. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you so much for coming on. And hopefully we'll get to follow up with you soon and see how everything goes. Sounds good. Hey, thanks for listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you want some accountability to help you follow through on those takeaways, you should join us over in our Facebook group called The Lab for Creative Entrepreneurs. I'd love to see you in there and hear what your biggest aha moment was. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other creatives discover the podcast and learn along with you. Until next time.